We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Welcome to Raising Greatness with Tracy Martin on Faith Talk 1360. Tracy Martin is a disruptor of the current disruptive agenda. She is a guardian of the teens, young adults, and their parents that she coaches. She is a maverick, living her life at the optimum level of discipline and moral conviction. Her heart is for our kids and helping them reclaim their faith, values, morals, and work ethic that are now obsolete. Tracy is a certified transformational life coach with over 30 years of experience. She is a licensed brain health trainer and a fourth generation entrepreneur. She is a wife, mom of two young women, and a blessed grandma. T always says, your greatest contribution to the world may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Let's go. Raising Greatness with Tracy Martin is airing now and ready to disrupt. Hello and welcome back to Raising Greatness. I am your host, Tracy, or as most of my clients and friends call me T. Um, this show today, I really want to preface um, it's it's about struggles, to be honest. I'm just going to cut to the chase. It's about parent struggles, especially. And I know I've done previous shows on some different topics that might have hit kind of hard. But I really want to be bold in my conversation with you because I think that we have an opportunity. Um, you can take you can say it's a crisis, but I prefer an opportunity. Um, we are awakening to a world that I think a lot of generations didn't know um, what was happening right in front of them. We have more information at our fingertips. We have more ways of connecting, but yet we are more isolated. And that's why I want to talk about today's parent struggles. And I have a question for you, like I always do, just to ponder as you're driving. And then when you get where you're going, um, you know, this this show always has a link on Omni that lives there permanently as a podcast. So the question is this, can you see your child's greatness through your fear and their shortcomings? I had a question with a really good friend of mine, and we always talk about this because our kids are about the same age and going through a lot of the same stuff, and I've known her for decades. And we started talking about this because I think parents get so blindsided or so one-sided on only calling out your child's shortcomings, not celebrating other issues and other wins. It's just, it, it just seems to be the way that parents are. And that's why when someone else comes into their life that speaks life into their life, they have a better um, relationship with them sometimes and step away from the parents, which we don't want. We want you to be that anchor in your child's life. So again, can you see your child's greatness through your fear and their shortcomings? It's a deep question to ask because a lot of times we can't or we do and we dismiss them, but we highlight and amplify the shortcomings of our children. And that's why they shut down with us. And I, we've all been guilty of this. As you know, I always talk about my own parenting experiences, and, and I definitely have been um, guilty of that. And even as a coach in the coaching studio, I try to always pull out the greatness in my kids. I coach and encourage the parents to do the same. And sometimes, sometimes it's an intentional phone call. To say, hey, you know what? I see your greatness. I see it. And um, I'm going to speak to that. So parents, I see you. I see your struggles. I hear you. And the families that I work with and those that I haven't met even, I see you. And at this point in time, it's time to be bold. And what does that exactly mean? 
It means put it all on the line and do whatever is necessary to protect your kids, to equip your kids, and to launch them. That's really what we're talking about. We're not losing our kids whenever they go into new seasons and new experiences in life. We're launching them for more. And isn't that what our parenting job is about? Kids can't hear you speak their greatness if you're clouded with their shortcomings. And are you always speaking to what they aren't rather than where they're going or growing? Every kid needs to hear about their wins. And by the way, parents, if you are talking about your child's wins and their successes and what they're doing with another parent and another parent feels, you know, maybe less than, I want to invite you to have a different conversation with them. Just let them know that you're not bragging, you're celebrating. And when we can reframe these messages into that, I think it hits different for all of us. So remember, if you're talking about your child and their accomplishments, you should be proud and celebrating them. It doesn't mean that you can't celebrate one without calling out another. And that's that's how they're hearing you. That's their perspective. So just remember, it isn't bragging. It's celebrating your kids. And, and your kids need that. They deserve that. If you could anchor yourself in Christ... And believe me, I know it's tough parenting right now. We are in a fallen world. And if you've spent any time on mainstream media, you know what I'm talking about. There seems to be a lot of room for a lot of evil and satanic stuff going on, but not much room for the good, the light and Christ's word. So I want to remind you of one of my favorite Bible verses. This is one that I start my day with, and it's 2 Timothy 1.7. God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. That last part I want you to hit, sound mind. Focus on the end game of raising your kids, the long game of raising your kids. And that means your mind, your focused, shut down your distractions and focus on where your kids are going. Raising holistically healthy kids with a heart for Christ is intentional. And we can't seed them if we don't embody that ourselves. So that's that's a reflection of a parent. They're watching you. Do you need a heart transformation of yourself? Do you need your own? Are you the kind of parent that says, do as I say, not as I do? It doesn't work for this generation for sure, and it doesn't work at all. So I want to remind you of the question is, can you see your child's greatness through your fear and their shortcomings? So let's just think about this. Not every marriage is solid. True statement. Not all parents are still together, but yet they're co-parenting. Not all children born today have parents who are together and love one another. Maybe they never got married. Maybe they are raising separately in different households and are remarried. Think about the confusion and the influences that that is on a child. So let's just start there, okay? What is your current situation that you're in? You know, you have to answer that question pretty honestly and openly. If you're a divorced parent, you have to ask yourself, what is my relationship with my ex-spouse? What is their relationship with their children? And I ask this question quite a bit of parents. And as you can imagine in the coaching studio, especially when we do our parenting workshops, we hear a lot about this. And this one question I really want to address, and it was from a divorced mom who is now raising her daughters as a single parent. Not much influence from the father. And I want to address this just a little bit about what she and I went over. And so, you know, I told her, your decisions affect your child. You just can't get away from it. 
You know, they live in your home. They're influenced by you. They're impacted by you. And how do you measure impact? It's so it's such an interesting question. So, you know, if you meet someone and you're like, oh, did I impact you on a scale from one to 10? We don't do that. We don't know what the impact will be until we have a little bit of time between the words and the actions. That impact cannot be measured, whether good or bad. Even if you meet someone and you hear them speak something that's so valuable to you, you can't measure that impact. And so we need to make sure that we understand that, that, you know, our words do have impact. So, you know, this little overview of our conversation kind of went like this. The way that we decide to parent at this point will set your daughters up for success in their future relationships or lay a track for generational trauma. That's tough to hear. Because we want our kids to be happy and healthy and successful, and we want their marriages to be blessed. But if we're still parenting from fear and from a, from a wound, we're going to miss that opportunity to actually put your situation in context, not in their future. And what do I mean by this? What is your conversation about your experience to your daughters? This was the question. Are you honest with them on what went wrong in the marriage? And On this one here, I really want you to think about that because it takes two. um, And I just want the kids to walk away with the fact that they were not the problem. This was an adult situation. And I told her this, you know, I said, are you speaking to your kids from your wound still or from your healed future? Because that's where you need to get to. Nobody's going to ever, you know, walk away or wipe away what this is that you've gone through. But you have to get to a place of speaking to your children with a good, valuable lesson of, but I can't wait to see who you marry and what your life is like, if that's what they want. Speak to their future, not from your healed or not from your wound of what you've gone through. You know, and your language may sound something like this. Hey, babe, you don't need a man. You can't depend on a man. You will have to do it yourself and he will probably leave you anyway. They never show up for you and on and on and on and on. What you don't realize is, is that setting your daughter up for a lot of failure in relationships. I invite you to put the brakes on and think, how will this actually help my daughter? Do I want my daughter to go through the same things that I did? Of course not. We always want more for our kids. We don't want them to settle for mediocrity or trauma or what we've gone through. The plain truth is that this kind of language will not set your daughter up. A husband and wife relationship is very different than a dad and a daughter relationship. And this you have to drive home. You must drive this message home. Again, a husband and wife relationship is very different than a dad and a daughter relationship. You know, it's interesting. This always brings to mind, you know, Cher's mom, you know, the the singer Cher's mom famously said to her, you are going to have to marry a rich man. And to which Cher, Cher replied, Mom, I am a rich man. And let me just interject. Um, No, you're not. You're a successful female artist. But that language seeded an entire generation and became an anthem for women everywhere. Whether that's the beginning of the boss babe culture or the fact that you can do it alone or whatever it is, I don't know. But I know that's a marker for a lot of people. If you are just now joining us on Raising Greatness, I'm your host, Tracy, and we are discussing parent struggles and mostly based upon the question that I asked previously, you know, in, in this episode, can you see your child's greatness through your fear and their shortcomings? I want you to think about that. 
So my message is, moms, please don't transfer your situation onto your daughters. This specific conversation was around single mom raising a couple daughters, and the father was pretty much MIA. You know, she will begin to exhibit specific behaviors, and this is what you want to look out. And I speak to kids that are 18, 19, 20 years old, young women that have been raised by divorced parents. And this is not an intentional thing, by the way. This is just an awareness and an opening dialogue that I want you to think about when you have these conversations, especially if your daughters are starting to date. Because what will happen is, is they will respond to their environment in a, in a survival mode, which means they will become more masculine. They will have a much more, a higher aptitude to become masculine behavior. They'll have an unhealthy independence, a way of having that independence, an attitude towards men, and actually that will repel most of the good ones away. Because believe it or not, there still are some good guys out there that want to have a traditional marriage and a traditional relationship with a woman. So depending upon how old your daughters are, this will become very apparent once they start to date. You'll be able to see this and spot this. And you know what? There'll be struggles with her thought process already in place, depending upon her relationship with her dad. This particular situation, she doesn't have, her dad is not really in the picture. So that's already a deficit. And what happens is, is that we tend to overmother at that point. And most kids are underfathered. You know, we say we want to heal families and create better for our kids. But do we really know how to do that? And it starts with our language and our own behavior. And you can go to any psychiatrist or psychologist or counselor or therapist or whatever. And at the end of the day, it starts with you as a parent. You have to learn to have perspective. You have to learn to own your part in this, not deflect it or project it onto your ex because it takes two. And someone has to be the stronger voice. In this particular scenario, it is the mom because her father or, or the, the daughter's father is not anywhere really around in the picture. And and by the way, guys, this is not a one-off either. You know, this happens quite a bit. And so I want you to think about this and, and just just understand that, you know, while your situation may be true for you, And please choose your words wisely when you're speaking to your daughters or your sons in this situation, in a divorce situation. And if if this can be applied to fathers, then I wholeheartedly, you know, invite you to see this scenario reversed. But whatever is spoken into our kids' lives will become their story, their internal dialogue, and eventually will be their behavior in life. So if somebody speaks, you know, something over you, Time and time and time again, it becomes how you are in the world. A perfect example of this is Tim Tebow's story. You know, he was not supposed to be born. He, his mother was going to die or he was going to die during childbirth because they were missionaries. And so what happened was, is that he was a miracle and his mother lived and he lived. Um, He was, he was definitely underweight and premature. And we know what Tim has accomplished in his life, but that language came from his father on a daily basis. You know what, Timmy? You're, you're a miracle. You're not supposed to be here. You're a miracle. And so every time he thought he was, he was not going to be able to create something for himself or win or play a sport or be part of a team or whatever, he heard that in his mind. And it's a great testimony to him that he, he gravitated towards the positive. He took away the good. You know, he took away the good. He, didn't, he could have easily been down that story of you're not supposed to be here. 
You're not supposed to be here. But he didn't. He he gravitated towards I'm a miracle. And we all know his faith is so strong and his words is are strong and his and in Christ in his life is completely his guiding light. So he chose to remember at every time I'm a miracle. So that's what I want you to think about, because our kids, they listen to our spoken words. You can either speak destiny or destruction. And when you're talking about a family foundation of a divorce, it can be destructive, as we all know. And you're, you're not always going to get along with your ex-spouse. I mean, you're divorced for a reason. But if you can find that common ground, and I've said this before, if you can find the common ground of your children, then that, let's just start there. Start with where you are and what you have. You can go back time and time again and, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But right now where we are is where you want to start. You can't go backwards. It's a story you can tell yourself. There's trauma there. We all know that. But your kids have got to have a fighting chance. And I see this too often in the coaching studios that the kids take on so much that's not their responsibility. So think about this. You know, this is a, this is a great verse to think about when you're working with your kids. It's 1 John 4.18. There is no love, fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment and whoever fear has not perfected in love. So whoever fears has not perfected in love. So if you're fearful all the time, are you really raising your children through love? And that love sometimes is tough love. That love sometimes hurts. But that truth is necessary. So love your kids enough to speak life, to speak hope, and to give them the the language to create a better way for themselves. Something to think about when we teach our kids about the opposite sex, and this is always Always a great topic. Um, So men are taught how to treat a woman, but not what to expect from a woman. And women are taught what to expect from a man, but never taught how to treat a man, a good man. So that's why they come out swinging um, when they have that experience of what they've had. And so I want you to think about what is your language that you're actually putting over your child. And you can tell how this how this plays out by when they do start to date, depending upon how old they were, you know, what their relationships look like, what their language is around. And I so oftentimes see young women that they were raised by divorced parents, especially, you know, a mom that they have this negative connotation around and they may they may start out looking for that quote unquote father figure, someone to protect and someone to create security and and safety. That may be the case. But when they realize that their intention and their energy is the exact opposite than what they get, they then start to take on that for themselves. And they lose that nurturing, beautiful feminine side. And that's what we see today in a lot of relationships. And whether it's the boss babe culture or the modern feminist movement or whatever it might be, parents, you are in a struggle to teach your children how to have healthy relationships. And the world is interfering every step of the way. That's not even a question. Whether it's the music lyrics that they listen to or the experiences they had or what they've seen. And we duplicate what we what we lived. And on the flip side of this, there may be a a mother, a single mother raising a son. And in that situation, they are often overmothered and underfathered. So then that sets them up for the victim mindset of not having to show up. And this may play out even worse because then they're going to find a woman in their life that replaces the nurturing spirit of their mother and gives them permission to not show up as a strong man. 
So the struggle is real when it comes to helping your children pick spouses, pick good things in life, especially if you're going through a divorced situation. And by the way, this is this is a struggle in today's world in the best of homes. So even if you are a married couple and you've got a great relationship, you have to be intentional about how your children pick through the people that they're going to eventually date. And we can say that, you know, there's all kinds of different ways of doing this and and you can course correct. You can absolutely turn a corner and realize that you need to do something different in order to have something different. Nobody's saying any of these scenarios are not realistic for you if something didn't turn out the way that you thought it would. And I think that's our biggest hurdle in life. It doesn't look like we thought it would. And then how are we able to pivot and how are we able to shift? And as parents, if our marriages didn't turn out the way that we thought that they would, now we've got children in the mix. And raising them in a Christ-centered home and being able to teach them what those relationships are is so important, especially in today's world. And I say that just to emphasize that because we are going through so much as parents, but so are our kids. And that's what I want you to think about is can you see your child's greatness through your fear and their shortcomings? A couple takeaways I want you to think about from today's show is, number one, if you haven't had that conversation with your kids, sit them down, text them. If they're away at school or they're away on their own, pick up the phone and just let them know, by the way, I see your greatness. I see it. Sometimes I get st- I get tripped up and I stumble over the things that I see that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. I'm a parent. <laughs> I'm going to do that. But you've got to be intentional with the wins and struggling through a divorce and struggling through relationships and teaching your children how to pick really good people. That's a struggle in and of itself. But if you don't show your kids that you see their greatness, their dialogue will remain in picking the wrong people. Their behaviors will be an exact extension of your traumas. And that's not, believe me, that is not an excuse for them not to show up. So don't think I think that at all. I do know that. But and you can have the you can have the conversation of, okay well, so what? Here's where I'm at. And that's true. But if you don't intentionally seed your kids for this and you don't pack their parachute like we talk about with those skills to be able to look at a situation and reframe it or to be able to have the mentality of, yeah, I didn't have the best home. Uh, My parents were divorced. I didn't have the support of both my parents. So what? And I'm going to create it for myself. These are intentional conversations. And if you can see your child's greatness through your fear and their shortcomings, that's a win. That's a win as a parent. And you know what's crazy? We have two shots at parenting. (laughs) And, And what does that mean? Number one, you are a child being parented. So if you don't like the way that things went down, you can change them. The second go around is you are now a parent parenting a child. Now you have an opportunity to create something different. And this is how we create generational success. So depending upon where you are, like I said earlier in the show, you know, not every marriage is solid. Not all parents are still together. Not all parents get along and can co-parent. So you're in a situation and you've got to do the best you can, but you can't do it on your own. And I want to invite you to bring Christ into that full force. And if you haven't, this is your invitation. If you have I want you to amplify it a little more. 
because your kids' futures are depending upon your holistic healing as a parent. And I see your struggles. I really do. And I got your back. But I want you to think about what do you need to do differently? And if you're remarried, you have a whole other influence on your kids. So the parent struggle of teaching your kids how to pick a healthy relationship starts intentionally if your relationship didn't end that way. So if a mother and father are divorced and you're raising teenagers and they're beginning into the dating phase, you got some work to do. Audit your language. I want you to put the brakes on when I say don't give them your story and your bitterness. Own the fact that maybe it didn't work out. It was not their fault. And then follow up with, wow, I cannot wait to see the person that you pick to share your life with. You've heard me say it before. One of the most important decisions you ever make will be who you marry. That should stick right there. Transfer that on to your kids. Have a conversation with them. I invite you to have a conversation with them, even if they're younger than that. Have a conversation because you want to make sure that you know that your kids have an environment, no matter if it's two homes, they're split homes, no matter if there's a parent that's not around anymore, maybe someone, maybe you lost a spouse, maybe you're a widow. Either way, it's intentional. You cannot leave parenting to default any longer because you will find information and your kids will find information that maybe is not a complete extension of your morals and values of your family. So when I say I see you struggle, I do. And I want you to understand that we've got resources for you. Please visit our website at TracyLMartin.com. There's so many resources there. This radio show, our Instagram, we're very active on that. We have a Courageous Parenting Lecture Series. We do workshops. I want you to know that there's someone that really wants to see you succeed and more importantly wants to see your kids thrive. So please visit us at either one of our outlets of the, of the website, of Instagram. We're very active and we cannot wait to see you. And I shouldn't say see you, I guess. I don't get to do that yet. <laughs> we cannot wait for you to listen to the next show's upcoming. Thank you. God bless you. And please take care of your families. 